I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop and the Grammys. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of your Street Soldiers episodes, both the radio and TV, free of charge on LisaEvers.com. Now, this year, 2018, the Grammy Awards returned to New York City. And this year, hip hop music is making a bigger impact than ever before and being recognized more than ever before. So we're asking, has hip-hop finally arrived in terms of the music establishment? Is it getting the recognition it deserves? And why this sudden change from just a couple of years ago when pe many people felt hip-hop artists weren't getting the recognition they deserved despite spectacular sales, spectacular social impact, and so on. So that's what we're talking about with our guests. Let me introduce our panel to you. Adele Pat uh, Platon is with us. She's a culture and content editor for Tidal. Adele, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Also with this is Safari. He's a hip-hop artist and actor, star of Love and Hip Hop New York. His latest single is Paradise. Safari, great to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. And Somia, let me start with you on this. As you look at the nominations and you look at the artists that are being recognized just with the nominations, what do you think? I think for the first time we can say hip-hop has arrived at the Grammys. So Jay-Z leads the pack with eight nominations, followed by Kendrick Lamar with seven. So the fact that two major hip-hop acts are leading the Grammy nomination pack really says a lot for a genre that not too long ago was pretty much left outside. And Safari, as a hip-hop artist and as a personality on Love and Hip Hop New York and actor, do you feel that artists today, too, in 20, 2018 are looking at the career? a lot differently like you are yeah it's definitely not like how it was back in the day I feel like now artists are more like not just saying okay I only do music like everyone is trying to have their hands in every single different pot of entertainment whether it be a clothing line whether it be a perfume and just it's just not only music anymore it's just a whole big picture and, and Adele titles as a streaming giant music giant what do you see as how we, do we look at artists in a different way now? Is that part of the reason that hip hop is being recognized so much more and so much more popular? Well, first off, you know, streaming makes up a huge part of how consumers uh, get their music these days. You know, you look at Nielsen music numbers, you look at the billboard charts, and a lot of the songs that are popular on streaming services end up becoming like, you know, the, the cultural anthem, so to speak. So you look at someone like Cardi B, who's you know, nominated uh, in two categories uh, for Bodak Yellow. That song dominated streaming services, but you also, you know, you go to streaming services to kind of find out who this artist is. So if you go on Tidal, you get a documentary about Cardi B and her rise from, you know, being in the Bronx and just making a rap career. And so I feel like there's always um, this uh, thirst for more hip hop and just getting more, uh, cl getting closer to the artists themselves. So, so personality is even more important than ever before. Absolutely. I feel like personality now is, when people connect with your personality, your music could not even be that great. It'll make them like your music more just because they like you as a person. Really? So the, so the, the doing the reality shows actually helps, I mean, we see a lot of artists mm -hmm. who do reality shows for a, a period of time, and then it, it does help their careers too, and you think it's because of that? Yeah, like I feel like before I got on the show, people didn't really know my personality, so they didn't really like me like that. But then as soon as I got on the show and people started to see how funny I was and just how, like, just not taking myself so seriously, it made more and more people just start gravitating towards me. It made more people start saying, yo, I, I like him. 
I like his personality. I like his music. I want him to win. And it's just off a of personality because I didn't have a hit smash song out. And then my song Paradise, as soon as people started to see me more, connect with me more, my, my that's my first video to get over a million views and the streams and everything are going up on it. So 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 that really fueled it and got it going. So I mean, in, in terms of how we look at how we look at music too, because some of the some of the people that have been in hip hop for a, a while will say, you know what, you used to have to have an entire album, you used to have a whole bunch of hit singles before you could even think of being nominated for a Grammy. But it's very different now. Absolutely. I think a big turning point was Chance the Rapper when Coloring Book came out. It was the first streaming only project to be both nominated and to win a Grammy. So that was a game changer because a lot of hip hop artists, they're not putting out commercial records like you go to the store, pick up a CD. That's just not something that they're doing. So the fact that now you can have a streaming only album and it's eligible to be part of the Grammys, it opens up the conversation to way more artists. And then in terms of the Adele, in terms of the in terms of the sound too, the hip you know the the hip hop sound. There's so many different genres within hip hop as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's different subgenres. I mean, you know, the the great thing about hip hop is that there's something for everybody. You know, you could be a fan of Little Uzi Vert, but then also consider Jay-Z's 444 your favorite album. And so it definitely speaks to um, just the cultural aspect in terms of whether it's addressing political or societal issues or whether it's just, you know, turning up at the club. And so there's something that's different for everyone. And I feel like if you look at the Grammy nominations this year, that's, you know, it's represented in the nominations. Because it was always, uh, it, it was always like there would be one rap album or there would be one rap song versus all of these other songs. And then this year it's like there's, there's hardly any rock music, I think, if any. If that, any, right, yeah. That, and I mean, I think it's just a and part of... please feel free to jump in. Yeah, like hip-hop being so pervasive in the culture, not just in music, but in pop <laughs> culture. So Jay-Z's not just one of the biggest rappers, he's just one of the biggest celebrities or personalities. So I think you see hip-hop really hitting different touch points now, and I think not just sort of as fans, but also people who nominate and vote on the Grammys, they just kind of, you know, have finally got familiar in 2018. And the, and the music and the sound as well. Safari, how do you feel like in terms of artists you look up to that have come before you? Who do you mm -hmm. look up to? Anyone on that Grammy nomination um, list? Of course, you know the regulars like Jay Z, but I feel like to say look up is a very um, that's just not something I would use, especially like. But I love Jay Z. Or respect and, people yeah, that respect. you respect a certain yeah, part of their craft or a certain part of their career management or career direction. I would have to go with Jay-Z all the way. Like, he's the blueprint of how anybody who raps would want their career to go. In terms of the business, in terms of the creativity, in terms of still bringing it. And standing your ground and saying, you know what, if they don't like this and they don't agree with how I'm moving, what I'm doing, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to do my own thing. Adele, what about that in terms of Jay? Because he goes has gone through so many generations and so many generations still find him totally relevant. Absolutely. I mean, it's the longevity, too, when you have someone who's just had so many um, accolades given to him and, you know, has put forth 13 studio albums and has been able to make his name relevant, even after, like, taking a break in between and becoming a father, but really putting himself out there, especially on an album like 444 and releasing these visuals and these short films to match each song and, like, the significant cultural importance of each. Like, you just don't get that anywhere else. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Rotimi. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Yes, sir.
Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip hop and the Grammys making a big impact this year. Joining us for this conversation, Adele Platon. She's a culture and content editor at Tidal. Adele, great to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. Also with us is Safari. He's a hip hop artist and actor. You see him on Love and Hip Hop New York. And his latest single is Paradise. Safari, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. Somia, great to have you. Thanks for being here. Help, help me understand how the Grammys pick the people that they're going to pick, Somia. Like, can just anybody vote? Can you, like, who gets to vote on these things? It's like some silent majority of people in the music business? Yeah, or? definitely the Illuminati. Um, no, not the Illuminati. So there's a Grammy committee. <laughs> Don't start I believe, that. Right, right. There's going to be at least five Instagram comments on the Illuminati. Yes, definitely not that. It's the Illuminati. Yeah, okay. there's a Grammy committee, and you have to have at least six credits or on a project, either technical or creative, um, on a project. So this could be a producer, a songwriter. I'm sure Safari is eligible to vote as part of the Grammy process. Or and be friends with the right people. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of <laughs> politics involved. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something a lot of people have talked about is this idea that, you know, like for instance, myself, I've worked in the industry for over a decade, but I don't have technical or creative credits on any records, but I could definitely vote on, you know, the hip hop category. So that's something actually a lot of people talk about are these kind of weird sort of archaic rules of who gets to vote and is it really democratic because it is a music industry wide like they're doing a special honor for Leonard Bernstein on the you know on the classical side and there's just this it, it is a huge industry but Adele what about the you know what about the rap rap community you think was disadvantaged in the past that maybe changed well this is the first year that there's an actual rap committee so it's an anonymous committee uh, committee that um, is comprised of songwriters engineers producers basically it's a song point and they're the ones that not are basically I'm not part of that committee <laughs> they're basically even though you've interviewed a lot of these artists yeah, and yes, yeah they're basically the ones who are you know looking at the songs that were submitted um, whether it's by the artists themselves labels you know whatever team submitted um, to be eligible for the the Grammys and then looking and seeing you know which represents the culture the best and I feel like that's what makes such a difference this year you know what that means that every year in the past People are always complaining about who didn't win Grammys. Oh, this person should have won. That means this year might be the first year that people in the rap world like might actually be getting the Grammys that they should have gotten in the past that they didn't. Oh, that's a good Absolutely. point. Absolutely, yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, right? Does someone in country music or classical music, like, what do they really know about, like, an Uzi Vert, for example? They may see that name on a ballot and just kind of go on to the next. So that's also happened in the past where artists with name recognition, kind of, quote-unquote, mainstream or commercial artists tend to win. But I think that's because people outside of the genre within the industry knew who they were. Are, fami are familiar yeah. with the name. Like, but yep. there's, there's no reason on God's green earth that Nikki should not have a Grammy. There you like, go. If you really think about no, it. No, hundred percent. Look at what she's done, her records, her numbers. There's no reason on God's green earth that she should not have a Grammy. A hundred percent. And there's yeah. a, and a, and also too, it's like the categories. If it's best album, it, it can be best pop album, and it, it's all the different genres are competing against, you know, against each other. So yeah. it's not like country music where it's 
Only Country Music Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And having and then, that representation, um, you know, through the rap committee, it also helps um, hip hop artists actually get more shine in general field categories. So, you know, to see Kendrick Lamar and to see Jay Z in the best album of the year, and the last time that an artist has ever won that category was when um, Outkast won for Speaker Box and The Love Below in 2003. And before that, it was Lauryn Hill for Miss Education of Lauryn Hill in 1999. So it's been a while since, you know, hip hop artists got shine in the general field categories. Um, but having that representation, you know, allows for people to weigh in and say, you know what, this category seems uneven. Let's let's shake it up a bit. But do you think they need to have more specific categories like best pop album, best rap album, best and and a male and a female category too as well? Or is that Absolutely. just you, like you think that? Like the MTV Awards or the BT Awards, like they separate everything. I think it should be separated. See, I'm against the whole gender separation. I know we've talked about this sort of for women in hip hop, this idea that, you know, like in my opinion, you know, Nikki is one of the best rappers, period. You period, know, it's not right. about being the best female rapper. So I feel someone like her specifically, she can go head to head with any of the guys. And I think, especially when it comes to music, there's no reason to break it about by gender, you know, not in 2018, in my opinion. And I not like gender, but categories. Category, uh, in yeah. terms yeah. of the sound. And there are, there are specific genre categories, but when it comes to the Grammys, you know, like Adele mentioned, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, these are the big records that everyone wants to win because it shows not only are you the best in your genre, but you're the best in your industry. So those are the categories oh, okay. artists are really excited about because, you know, it's called music's biggest night. You're in a room of not just your peers, but people that you admire, people from different genres. I think like Neil Diamond is going to be in the room. Like that's a big deal to really get honored in front of some of the greats in all of music. Throughout all those categories. Adele, what do you think about the, the, the category idea? I believe... Um, or classifications. Yeah, I believe back in the day they used to have, you know, they broke it into gender-specific categories, but then they did away with it. They discontinued it. And I also agree, like, I don't think that we need to separate, you know, the best female artist in a certain category because everyone has talent. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a female or male. Right, and creativity is gender-neutral. Yes. And I think that's also a way to hold women back, especially women artists in hip-hop. It's a great way of saying... Okay, you stay in your lane. You only compete with, you know, these five people or these six people, especially because, you know, men far outnumber women. So I think for a female artist, you want to see that you're the best in your genre, the best in your craft, not just kind of within this arbitrary pool. Definitely. And that's why it's great to see somebody like Rhapsody get nominated um, in rap because she had such an amazing album with Layla's Wisdom and, you know, was nominated for that album as well as her record Sassy. And now people who may not have ever heard of Rhapsody, they're like, oh, she's Grammy nominated. Let me check out that album and see what everybody's talking about. Right, and she was great. We had uh, Rhapsody visited Street Soldiers here with us and did a show with us when that when the when the album came out. But d does a, does a Grammy really help help your career, Safari? Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yes. Yo, a Grammy changes everything. Like what? Give us an idea. Man, Press your, release. Your, 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 <laughs> yeah, your, your bookings going up. Your, your 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 streams. It's like when it's like when um. Three Six Mafia got mentioned on the was the Oscars, mm -hmm. right? Look, look what it did for that song. Like, <laughs> right. after, like after that happened, when they when they won that, and then when they um, or was it Bad and Bougie when they um mentioned Migos? Migos on Bad and Bougie. Like when you, on things on that scale, when it gets a, a, a win or when it gets outside mention, of like the regular yeah, hip hop yeah, audience, exactly. Then it's like a different set of eyeballs looking at it and respecting it. And so you're so you're looking for a Grammy down the road? Absolutely, hundred percent. 
<laughs> and it changes your name. You don't, you're not, no longer just Safari, you're Grammy winning artist Safari. So like literally Ooh, when you walk in the room, Ooh, okay. you know, it, cha- it changes the way people introduce you. You know, it opens a lot of doors. And I think even historically you see the day after the Grammys, you know, all of the winners, their sales go up. So here it'll be interesting to see how the streams go up like the day after the week after, because there's going to be a lot of music discovery. People saying, yeah. hey, who is this winner? The fact that everyone thinks they're cool, maybe I should, you know, take a listen Check to that them song. out, even if it's, a, and, and also too, even if it's in a different genre, right? Absolutely. And that's where curated playlists come into play as well. You know, for people who are uh, watching the Grammys, they're going to look on, you know, streaming services like Tidal and be like, where can I find this artist's music? You know, I was just put onto this person. Or they're going to go to our Grammy uh, playlist and be like, oh, these were the people that were nominated and these are the people that won. And then it just expands their musical tastes as well. And yeah. streaming just kind of speaks to that because it's this idea of, you know, in one playlist, you can have different genres. You can listen to a Cardi B and then go into an Ed Sheeran song and then go into a Childish Gambino. Just that's how people like listen to music now. So that totally speaks to this idea of streaming makes a lot of sense within this kind of multi-genre place that we're in with the Grammys. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, Safari checking in live and you know that outside is cold weather. Nobody else do it better and she don't do cheap leather. That's why I'm here rocking with Lisa Evers. Street! Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop and the Grammys with Adele Platon. She's a culture and content editor for Tidal. Adele, great to have you with us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Also with us is Safari. He's a hip-hop artist and actor. You see him on Love and Hip Hop New York. And his latest single is Paradise. Safari, great to have you with us. Street! <laughs> Thank you. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. Somia, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Let's let's talk about who do you feel, in your opinion, Somia got the biggest snub this year? For me, the biggest snub was A Tribe Called Quest. So they put out an excellent record, their last record as a collective, and it got you know totally overlooked. Um, I'm sure fans remember Q-Tip had some words about that on social media, but I think as hip-hop fans and also in the industry, we were really surprised. You know, that seemed like one of those records that was just so culturally relevant and just their legacy. And I think to snub them was really sad to see. What do you think about what do you think about that, Adele? Uh, I agree. Um, that was one of my favorite records. And to see that it didn't make the nominations list, I was just a little shocked. And, um, you know, again, it speaks to the fact that they're legacy artists and they came back with a resilient album, um, you know, given everything that happened with Fife. It's just like every right. hip hop fan, you know, it was really emotionally attached to that album. And to see it not make the nominations list, it was just a little Why do you weird. think that was? Got to be some behind the scene politics or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, what you said earlier about this idea of like friends nominating friends, voting for friends, I think, you know, that matters a lot. But the other part is I think as sort of fans, we're so fickle, right? Like we listen to a record this week and we forget about it next week. And sometimes when a record dropped, you know, a long time ago, again, couple of months ago, people forget about it. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think we kind of have a little bit of- Short attention span. Short attention span, yeah. With, with hip hop, it's like, you have to do so much to prove yourself. And it's like, if a hot song comes out and as a rapper and you're like, okay, this is the new hot song, I'm gonna freestyle on this. Then the next week, a new hot song gonna come out, okay, I gotta freestyle on this too. And it's like, you gotta keep on proving yourself and proving yourself. And as you keep on proving and proving yourself, people will forget about what you did two weeks ago. And it's just a recurrent cycle. You're only as good as your last stream, yep. you know, like before you could have a single, let it run. And if it was, you know, popular, 
it would run much longer than even, you know, the label had scheduled it to run. But now, after that one stream, okay, it's on to the next, on to the next. And every week there's a new chart, new playlist being curated. There's a new flavor of the week, a new sound, a new hot producer. New rapper. New rapper. It's hard, I think, especially for hip-hop as a genre. I think sometimes even good music, good artists, they kind of get disposed of pretty quickly, which is unfortunate. And not the time to develop. Adele, what about that? Because that's what some people have, have talked about, too, and just the way that we consume music the way that we listen to music there used to be you know the whole album would come out be done and then there would be singles dropped off that there would be a major promotional tour there'd be you know there'd be performances in store signing everything everything right before the that's why people gotta connect with your personality now absolutely because if they don't connect with your personality and they just like this song i'm like okay i like the song but i don't really know nothing about this artist like okay i don't really care about you like that but i like the song okay i'm over the song so i'm over you and I think Cardi B was able to really be the best of both worlds because definitely that's a very catchy song. But I think a lot of people just really love her personality. And that was she able started rapping. Yeah. And that was able to get her, you know, magazine covers, interviews, major press placements. So even after the song kind of came and went, it still had a cultural impact. And I think that helped her a lot with her Grammy noms. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, it, it goes back to just how everybody has just a thirst for more and more content every single day. So I think like across the board, everybody knows that, you know, Friday at midnight, that's when all the new music comes out. And so everybody has like their own private listening parties from wherever because they can access it via streaming service like Tidal. And so uh, when you look at the Grammy nominations, I think it's also because uh, the Recording Academy uh, was getting flack for being caught up in the past and just like, you know, being right. stuck in their old ways. And I think that's why Dinosaurs. they had to change the rules about you know, uh, allowing for online streaming numbers to be, a, you know, a part of the category, introducing the rap committee. And so, um, you know, I, it's just the way that we consume music really dictates who is culturally relevant and who is hot. In but it, it, but it, are we in danger of kind of becoming this disposable, you know, th- this disposable culture where it's it's just like, it's, it's like potato chips. You never get the full meal, but, you know, you get a little bit of a taste, you get a little bit of a... You know, I, I think like there's that. both. You know, if you want kind of that on the negative side, junk food, potato chip wrappers, you're gonna always have that, right? They used to be called one hit wonders. Maybe now they're like one playlist wonders. You know, um, but you're also gonna have. Right, but now you can have one hit and yeah. be a major star. Yeah, mm-hmm. but is, I think also it's you know the big question in the industry that we always talk about internally is okay, how long does this last? Are you hot for one song? Right. Is there going to be an album? Is this going to maybe turn to a movie or turn into a brand? Like, we're just kind of dealing with different timelines, you know? Adela, are there certain things in terms of streaming that with the artists that do really well in streaming, are there certain traits that you see overall? Um, I guess it's just basically, you know, who is who is the song? What is the song that you can't escape? Who is the artist that you you can't like? You can't miss on your Instagram feed or on your Twitter timeline. Um, again, Cardi B is a great example, but it also makes me think of just like uh, Goldlink's song "Crew" with Brent Fiez and Shy Glizzy. You, right. you heard it on Insecure. You can't escape that song with the memes that were on the internet um, using that song. Um, so again, it just it's all about the culture and just what people are talking about online that really dictates um, how popular something is. Yeah, the online talk has a lot to do with it too. It's like another another piece like of that. What people are talking about online, just as far as what they see on social media, that has a that that has a a big um, part of it too. And Billboard has a chart for that, like their trending chart of what's kind of what are people talking about. You know, I think as an artist now, it's not just you dropped a record, see how it's doing on the radio or how it's doing do some promos, at music and- videos. Yeah, now you have to see all of your streaming numbers, you have to see your touring numbers. 
who's talking about you on social media is the sentiment positive or negative you don't want everyone talking about you and the hashtags are all negative so sentiment matters too so it's a very much kind of this cohesive approach like for artists you can't just drop a record and kind of just expect to become a star overnight and it becomes like a 24 7 safari job right Three six five. Listen, a lot of people are getting jobs now, you know, like <laughs> it's nonstop. And that's the difference. I feel like like with, with, with when pop music was like super, super huge, it's like you had that one pop song, that one pop song was taking you touring the world for years. But then it's like with with the hip hop, it's like it doesn't I don't I don't feel like a a, a hip hop song has the longevity as like a pop song when it's super, super pops. Well sit well that that may be true. What do you think about that, Adele? Um yeah, I mean, it, you know, back in the day, it's like if you had like that one single that was able to carry your career, like good for you. But like that means you're an exception. You know, there are artists who are still coming out and they just have to keep feeding the streets with new music every single day just to get their name out there and just to get recognized. So, I mean, it, it all depends on what type of artist you are and the level that you're at. What about like in, to, to go back to the snubs into like Ed Sheeran, that shape of you. You want to talk about a song you could not escape anywhere. And sometimes it's a gift and a curse, right, where you can't escape it, but then sometimes people hate it <laughs> after hearing it for the zillionth time. So it, it could just be one of those things where that's one of those songs that's so catchy. It's like, you know, an earworm you can't get rid of. But then sometimes it's like, you know what, I need something different. Like, it's too much. It's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. And sometimes people vote the opposite way because it's just everywhere. What do you think about that? It's just, I don't know what goes on in that secret room that they be in. I think you're in that, that secret room, <laughs> Safari. I think you might Safari, be in that secret room. Safari, you can tell us room. right now yeah. at Street yeah. no, Are you in that look, secret I'm not, room? I'm not going to lie. I, I know someone who, you know, is so-called in, in that room. <laughs> so-called no in phone, that room. There's no phone. What, what is it, Kentucky? No, Nashville? It's in Nashville, right? Oh, wow. Somewhere in oh, Nashville. We're getting like new information. Somebody is booking a flight to go down and do a story for us on it right now. And Adele's thinking about her next content piece. Who's but I guess as an artist then, like, how does that make you feel? Like, you know that people you know are two degrees separated are making this important decision. I mean, does that, like, Like the engineer you might you? have uh, had words with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. There'd be people in there who'd be like, oh, this for, oh, oh I remember what he did. This, oh, no. Nah. So you're just yeah, nice yeah. to everyone now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> sort of, Sometimes. kind of, <laughs> as he puts his sunglasses on. But have you ever voted? I mean, obviously, you have more than six kind of credits on records. Have you ever voted as nah, part of it? Nah, I, I ain't ever vote. You know, I, I wouldn't even want to be a part of that because I just feel like it's just very, it's just a biased thing. And because sometimes when you look at this, the, the, the things with the people who win, it's like, yo, what are you talking about? But if you don't vote, how can you say that? Right. I don't know. Like, I how can you complain myself. about That's the president why. if you don't I'll vote? I'm in there voting for myself. Yeah. Oh, Safari's not on this. I think you that. should, though. I think a lot of artists do. Like, you absolutely should vote for yourself. But if yourself. you're an artist and you don't want to be considered, you don't have to, you can t withdraw your name from it? Yeah, Drake just don't submit, chose not don't to submit, submit your this project. year. Yeah. And, but then there's the other part of that conversation. Why did you choose not to show up, right? Especially artists of that caliber. The decision not to show up sometimes takes the headlines. Like, are you trying to say something about how confident you feel about your record? Are you trying to make, you know, a statement about the Academy? A lot of artists, whether it be Kanye or even, you know, historically Jay-Z have had issues with the Academy being kind of slow to embrace hip hop. Right. Is this some sort of cultural statement? So I think being in the room is important, but also not being in a room gets people talking too. Because I feel like they don't want to, I feel like they don't want to make them feel like they have that much power on them. So it's like, Drake is probably like, y'all don't have the power in, in, in my music and what I do. Drake just dropped a song the other day that what they said is the highest streaming 
song in the history of streams. What did the um two records you drop? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What did did like three or four million in in one day? Grammys has nothing to do with that. He's like, man, look what I'm doing without you. So you think it might have been him flexing a little bit, it, saying, "Listen, guys, I don't, I don't need, I don't need you." And so yeah. I can, people I can flex do this. after they've won Grammys, right? Like <laughs> exactly. that becomes a thing too, right? This idea that okay, I've won mine, so now I don't have to show up. But you know, I always my question is, someone of that stature you have a lot of power and you can help the next generation. So maybe be a part of the committee. I mean, he could very well be in that secret room in Nashville, we don't know, but it's this idea of opening doors. And I think that's one thing I love about Jay is, you know, Jay had a lot of things to say about the Grammys historically, but the fact that he's kind of become a part of the establishment and with title really being part of the ownership, to me, that's how you change the conversation. I don't think you change it by abstaining. It's like not showing up to the polls and then, and then complaining, complaining about, about politics. Who's in the office. Right. Yeah. Just making the industry work for you too. I mean, you know, Jay Z is a great example, and he's actually going to be getting um, and your boss, an but industry. It's, okay. it's, it's also, also my boss. Also, I just <laughs> want to say that for our clearing. I'm just saying. I just want to say that because I know our hip hop audience knows that. Yeah. I just want to make sure our yes. Fox Five audience. There's been is a aware lot of title shameless plugs. <laughs> She's very yeah. good so far. Yeah. Yeah. She's very good with that. Title? But hey, shout out to Spotify and Apple <laughs> Music to Apple and Title and all of the streaming platforms. Exactly, all the know? streaming platforms. But we're, we're happy to have uh, have a double with us and all of you. We're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right yeah. after this. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts. And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop and and the Grammys, is hip-hop finally getting the credit it deserves? Joining us for this conversation, Adele Platon. She's a culture and content editor with Tidal. Adele, great to have you with us. Happy to be here. Thank you. Also with us is Safari. He's a hip-hop artist and actor. You see him on Love & Hip Hop New York. And his latest single is Paradise. Great to have you with us. Shit. <laughs> Thanks. Also with us is Somia Krishnamurthy. She's a music journalist. Somia, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Let's talk about the Cardi B phenomenon. Okay, Cardi's nominated in, as Best Rap Performance and Best Rap Song. Does that surprise you, Somia? No, I think, you know, Bodak Yellow was that song you just couldn't escape this year. Um, I think what's kind of interesting is she wasn't nominated for Best New Artist. And that's one of those major categories that, again, I think it really can make careers. Um, you've seen people like Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, you know, winning it in the past. This year, Uzi Vert is nominated, which I think is great. Um, but it was surprising not to see Cardi get that nod as well as a new artist. What about... Um what about the fact that that she's not in that best new artist category? Does that surprise you? It was Adele? surprising to me because Bodak Yellow was like hip hop's despacito. You could you couldn't escape it. Right? <laughs> you really exactly. couldn't. And like everybody knew the words, um, whether online or in real life. And you know, I I was I was very happy for her that she was uh, nominated for both uh, rap categories that we mentioned. But it just seemed like best new artist would have been like you know a shoe in as well. What do you think, Safari? Honestly, when it comes to the Grammys, I don't ever expect anything, so nothing they do ever surprises me, so I'm not surprised. I always expect them to do what what we expect is what I expect them not to do. So like like Lil Uzi, that's, a surpri that's not a surprise to you? <laughs> no, I'm surprised about that. That's surprising, <laughs> that's, that's you know? That's very surprising. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, I think he's someone who, you know, by his own testament, I remember interviewing him, and he's like, I'm a rock star, I'm not a rapper. So even though he's sort of known within this hip hop genre, um, Exo Tour Life was a huge record for him. 
kids love him, you know, hip hop uh, fans love him. He kind of transcends genre. So that was kind of interesting is this this guy who's categorized as a rapper doesn't see himself as a rapper, but as some of the sort of trappings of sort of a pop star, a rock star, a fashion star. Um, so I think it was kind of a daring move for the Grammys who are kind of not really known for taking a lot of risks. Like, what do you think about that, Adele? I mean, it's also about, you know, the cosigns that he's gotten as well. You know, he's worked with Pharrell. He has a remix with Nicki Minaj. So, I mean, when you're getting major looks from, you know, these top level artists, um, I think I, I think that really helps the overall image as well. What about the sound? Because with the, the whole streaming phenomenon, and we're so exposed to so many more different sounds, so many different types of music. Is that changing also what we think of as these categories, like like with Uzi? I think the categories are going to become antiquated sooner than later. Because again, you have rappers now who are like, I'm not a rapper. So what category do I put you in? Are you best, I'm not a rapper category, but right. you're sort of a rapper category? So a lot of these sort of categorizations are still very much kind of old school. Like they come from a time where, okay, you're this kind of artist this is the radio station you get played at. These are what your fans look like. But now you go to a rap show, it's not like that. Like you go to an Uzi Vert show, you'll see someone with like a green mohawk, you'll see someone who's like 45, you'll see someone who's there who's 12. Like it transcends every demographic, every stereotype you can think of. So those solid demographic lines, what I call a demographic apartheid, those aren't around, they're breaking down. I mean, I think they should be, but I think when it comes to the Grammys, it's still baby steps, right? We're only now even at the table when it comes to the major categories. So it might be some time before they're like, look, these genres just kind of don't make sense. But then the question becomes, how do you award someone? Like, are you putting Uzi in a, a rock category? Well, he doesn't play the guitar. Is that a problem? Does he play instruments? So, or do you go on sales? Yeah. Do you, you go on a certain level of, of streams or a certain level of this or a certain level of that? What about the, you know, we've been talking about hip hop getting finally getting recognized in so many ways. Any concerns that the hip hop awards, the rap category awards, might not be as televised? televised? Yeah, I mean, you know, I always <laughs> on remember the whole show like the one, like they give the secondary awards. Yeah, we're, the well, sometimes the during the red carpet, they'll give out awards, you know, before the actual televised event. So I remember, like, I'll turn on the TV as a fan, and in small like letters at the bottom, all of my favorite artists have already come, received their award, left the building. So that's kind of you know disheartening. So I would love to see again someone like Cardi, someone like Uzi, even Childish Gambino. I mean, he was nominated across the board a ton I want to see them get some like airtime okay you nominate them that's great but I don't want them to be like a speck at the bottom of the screen that Grammy viewers don't even see Adele in, ter in terms of Cardi B to come to come back to Cardi because she's such a spectacular success story she is she changing the game in any way in terms of how she's approached her career um, I mean, well, if you look at the charts, you know, she had three tracks that were in the top 10. And, you know, the last time someone did that was when Lauren Hill did it in, I believe, 98. Or in, right. You know, I mean, for her, she she just has like her own business model. You know, she whatever song, you know, moves her spirit. That's the kind of content that she puts out, whether it's a motorsport or a no limit. And then or Bardier Cardi, where she's like, you know, teaming up with 21 Savage. I just feel like, um, you know, it, you put when you put someone like Cardi on a playlist, you know, everybody knows that song. So it's like more familiarity with the artist. So, of course, you're going to get to know them a little bit more. And then you become more um, accustomed to hearing their music. And then when you stream that person, you also get um, you, you get introduced to other people like like the people that she collaborates with. And then that's how, um, you know, you're put on to so many different artists. Safari, so a lot of people said when she left Love and Hip Hop, when she didn't go back, they're like, oh, well, that's the end of her. Because she, you know, she was made famous by being on the reality show. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I would, 
I didn't even know that was said, but if I did hear it, I would have never, ever agreed with that because that show is a great platform to, like, you know, let people see you. But then it's like you take it, and if you have the hustle in you, and she's already she's from the Bronx, she's from New York, she's hungry, she's determined, the buck ain't going to stop there. You know, she, she didn't go back because she was so busy and doing her thing that she the didn't music, need to go right. back. Yeah. So. She used it as a great stepping stone. You know, I think it's she kind of proved that you can't, categorize her like she's not just a reality star she's not just you know uh this girl who used to be a stripper like she's really pushed through and you know shown that she can define who she wants to be and i think that's great on top of that she's doing you know latin music she has a song with ozuna called la modelo she has yeah. a song with bruno mars doing the finesse remix which they're performing at the right. Grammys. so you know going back to that whole debate about whether you know we should do away with um the separation of genres i feel like and safari correct me if i'm wrong that an artist's overall goal is to transcend whatever box they're being put in Exactly, and I feel like that's why she even, the song with her and Bruno Mars, That I feel like that's probably like the first step in really saying, you know what, I'm about to really try to get that other type of bag and really be super crossover. <laughs> and she and made those the baby bag. steps, right? Because she yeah. did the record secure. with G-Eazy, and I think I that the bag opened her up. Yeah. Hey. You get the bag and hey. find out you got bars, Lisa. <laughs> find out Lisa got bars on the load. She's Grammy nominated. Yeah, that's exactly. She was a national. Reporters who rap category, that's right. what it is. There's one Ooh, person in the category. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's great. You know, with with someone like Cardi, she took those baby steps, right? Because I think working with G Easy was huge. Because he, although as a rapper, has a totally different audience yes. than a lot of what we would think is kind of traditional rap fans. And then from that to go to Bruno, it's just been kind of these incremental, calculated risks that seem to pay off for her. I feel like she's gonna really shock everyone that night. Like I don't know why. I feel like usually I, because everyone thinks she should or they want her to, and you be like, ah, oh, no, nah, it's not gonna happen because it's the Grammys. I feel like she's going to win. Is she going to pull like an ODB, like come on stage, like Wu-Tang is for the children? I would love to see like a moment. That's the thing about the Grammys is sometimes it's so boring, right? It's like a room There's of no people. Moment. There's no moment. You know, where it's, it's like so you're stuffy. just like, this is so boring. It's like the median age is like 77 years old. And I would love to see, especially with these young artists, these hip hop artists, create those moments. You know, it doesn't have to be kind of crazy or disrespectful, but create moments where we want to talk about. And I think, you know, in the age of social media, the Grammys want that. They want us live tweeting. They want us sharing video clips after the fact. So that's going to be the other challenge is how do you create these moments that live beyond just kind of the, whatever, three-hour televised show? Well, I think when they're going to have more hip-hop throughout the show, too, this year. But that's when you have someone like Kendrick Lamar come in and, you know, give that, you know, shocking performance, this political message. And I feel like, well, he's going to also be performing. He has, you know, a bunch of nominations as well. And that album, Damn, yeah. you know, that like I can already see like Humble and DNA just being like taking over, like whatever type of this performance that he sets up. Crazy. Right. Yeah. This day show is incredible. So the, the, and he's not just going to hop on stage and just and you know, do and do a routine mic. performance right. and there's going to be a message behind it. Definitely. Well, let's hope for a lot of great, uh, hope for a lot of great moments with that. And good dressed people to all you rappers out there, please come and act like you know how to dress. <laughs> I don't want to see people coming there in overalls and big baggy shirts and baggy sweatpants. Baggy shirts and, and sweatpants are actually in this season, though. No, they no, are. Wait a minute. no. What about no, a match? No. What about no. a match? A matching no. fitted Have with a matching sweatpants? Have you seen what Ye has been wearing? Listen, baggy uh, active wear no. is in <laughs> Safari. No. I'm telling you, hip hop fashion is a whole. Safari's a fashion no. icon no. in the, the hip hop game. Y'all about to get me started. Growing up, just give just give us a little rant on what what should what is the worst thing a rapper can wear to the the Grammys? Listen, growing up watching the Grammys and watching music videos and rappers, I used to look at them and be like, yo, 
Look at how, like, the jewelry Puffy had on, how Fab was dressing. Just They just made statements, and they just looked fly, and they used to have stuff that I couldn't get but I wanted. Now it's like these people think it's cool to just come outside in a baggy sweatshirt with baggy jeans with dirty shoes and look like you don't care. I'm not I'm not taking that. Like you they are think wearing it's cool. some sort of fur line jacket as we speak. Uh, yeah. This, this some, is this is Versace. I look some like I'm Versace. Just it's Versace. So me it's Versace. I cared when I stepped out the house and I need people to look like that. Exactly. Like, look like you trying to look like a star. Don't come out in this baggy clothes nonsense. I don't want to see it. New but York can I represent. just say, it has yeah. to also fit the artist, because I think especially in rap, right. there's so much pressure to look a certain way, wear a designer that you can't pronounce. Oh, well, but if that's not who you are, it. to me, you're fronting, and it looks fake to me. Like, yeah, but the well, image, isn't the image like so important? But though. it has to be authentic to you. If you're the type of kid who's wearing dirty vans, I don't want to see you in Balenciaga that I know your stylist borrowed. The, you know, price tag is still tucked shoes. in. Yes. Once you wear the you shoes, know what you I can't mean? return them. But it's that, like, to me, guys like you Yay, know Travis Scott, Puffy, they're great dressers. But if you're just a regular person, you know, it's funny. I think, was it J. Cole who was wearing that shirt one time? I believe might have been at the Grammys and his stylist had put him in it. He didn't want to wear it. And he now laments like that wasn't me. I'm like a T-shirt jeans kind of guy. My fans like that about me. And it goes back to being authentic and having a connection. And I agree. I mean, Schoolboy Q last year made a statement when he um, matched with his daughter. He had a pink sweatshirt. That's that adorable. That girl power. That's and, adorable. You know, that's I love it. That's true to who he is yeah. as an right. artist. So right. I, don't, I wouldn't want people to change up their style like their their actual fashion. Not everyone, like <laughs> not everyone can be used to Not everyone can be look like you just Versace. rolled out of bed. And I'm not even talking about name brand. I'm just talking about some people be looking like they just rolled out of bed. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it in your videos. I don't want to see it at award shows. No. We have Anna Wintour up. here. Period. Period. End of story. There's a handful of people who, you know what I'm saying, like Migos, they could dress, they look, look up fly all the time. The fashion Bad. police are in the building. Yeah, man. The Come commissioner on. is Safari here. Safari is giving out citations left and right. So be on alert, rappers, because Safari is exactly. watching. Exactly. Step yes. up your game. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Adele Platon. Uh, culture and content editor for Title, Safari hip hop artist and actor. You see him on Love and Hip Hop New York. Latest single is Paradise. Ooh. And Somia Krishna Murthy, music journalist. I want to thank all of I'm you sure for being with us. For this episode <laughs> of Street Soldiers, I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind, it's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace. History we get what you and your friends eating. Yes, I'm seeking. New girls hardly speaking. Called the deacon. Yes, I'm a filthy heathen. Look, you looking summertime fine at the finish line. Glass of red wine, baby, let me get your time. Picture with me, and you'll become a headline. I'm not no baby daddy, never kept a fed alive. Who got the keys to the beamer? Who am I? The girls and sugar. When I come around, all the girls get took up. Paradise is right around the corner. Pull up! Pull up. Let me make it what you ask for. I'm in love, boy, yeah, yeah. Yo, who's 
dad to the left, you should've came alone I don't recall we met, run your phone Why you look so vexed, change your tone My watch, protect, I don't need a stone But anyway, give a try to the nice guy Dinner for labor, a kiss, wink the right eye Auntie go bay, red stripe, make the time fly Don't make me pay for mistakes from that last guy I'm your life, flying on your rock, I'm your baby, I want you. 